what is up everybody uh you, you saw the title i'm just doing an intro here you know I, i've come across some some weird audio issues it doesn't sound like shit don't get it twisted okay it doesn't sound bad it's just me being the perfectionist when it comes to this it's just like little buzzing noises i bet they bother you like they bother me so i'm trying to figure out what the deal is it's not some loud ass shit i'm just letting you know it's not loud whatever just continue to watch the video but i was laughing the other day because, you know, I said, here is the song of the week, a 30-second snippet. And I'm just, I'm just imagining people in the car listening to this podcast. And they're like, all right, this is a good 30 seconds. And then, or you hated the song or you skipped past it. But if you didn't and you were listening to it, you're like, this shit has gone on for two fucking minutes. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, yeah, uh, on, the, on the app that I upload my podcast for, it says it's a 30-second snippet. Like, it gives me a preview of the song, I guess, to make sure it's the correct one. And when I add it, I go and listen to my podcast back to, you know, I want to see how good I am at this shit. You know, you got to listen to your own shit to know where you can correct it. And I was like, oh, my God. It's literally just the whole song. And I just started laughing, thinking about people in their car going crazy. So I hope you all enjoyed this. Hey, man, download a, a, a Spotify podcast. Download on Spotify. Download on Apple. You don't have to download it. At least leave me a review, though. You know what I mean? Subscribe to my channel on those platforms as well as a podcast and leave me a good review. Okay, don't leave me a fucking one star, you trolls out there. Okay, just leave me a good review, man. But without further ado, the five wide receivers that I like the most, I like a lot of them in that six round and down range. But these guys are really just seventh round and down guys that you can draft see what upside you can get from them and then if they don't pan out then it is what it is you know you don't need to rely on these guys to make your team amazing you should already have a good team or a structure of a team by the 10th round okay that's all i'm saying y'all enjoy the pod man peace on this episode of shooting the shit with saying oh baby oh baby welcome into another video by yours truly Hunter Sands, what's up, man? Shooting this shit with Sands is back again with another fantasy video. I'm pumping these out. It's July. It's about time. It's mid-July. It's about time we start doing some mocks. And I think a lot of y'all are taking advantage of the depth at wide receiver. You know what I mean? But I think that gets over-exaggerated a little bit. I'd rather have those top-notch guys. I said this in my last video. I'm still collecting data on this wide receiver meta thing because, let me tell you, a lot of shit does not support it. But let's get straight to this video. Late round wide receivers I love. Number one, Deontay Johnson. Do you think it's possible for a guy coming off 140 plus targets and 169 targets to not produce eventually? Last year, he set an NFL record. You know what it was? He was the only wide receiver ever to catch 85 catches and not have a touchdown. Ever. If you give Deontay Johnson five touchdowns, five that's one almost every four weeks. You're looking at Michael Pittman Jr., wide receiver 23. If he just gets five touchdowns, and that's in half-point PPR. His targets over the last three seasons, 460. Stephon Diggs' targets over the last three seasons, 486. Devontae Adams' targets over the last three seasons, 498. Tyreek Hill's targets over the last three seasons, 464. He's right in that class with them. I'm not saying he's going to be a top five wide receiver. 
I'm just saying to think that he's going down there with Tyler Lockett, Brandon Ayuk, who is a fourth option in an offense. The Bucks wide receivers, who I don't think can produce this year because of Baker Mayfield, and I'm a Bucks fan. That's who he's going with? That is incredible value, mostly with the jump that I think Kenny Pickett will take this offseason. And I know what you're saying, George Pickens, George Pickens. He had 84 targets and five touchdowns last year, and he's going to grow into an option for them. I just think Deontay Johnson is that guy. And even as a wide receiver, too, if you think George Pickens is going to overtake him, he's still going to get his targets, like I said before. With the 40-year-old Ben Roethlisberger, he got 170. And I know with how they were doing the quick throws and dump-offs with Ben Roethlisberger, you're a little timid for the big plays. Kenny Pickett is going to chunk that shit downfield, man. He's going to heave it. So go get you Deontay Johnson at his ADP in the 6th or 7th round, which is crazy. Number 2. Let's get the hottest name out. A rookie wide receiver you can draft, Zay Flowers. He's going wide receiver 50. Why would you want to draft Zay Flowers? This is why. Look at the outside. Rashad Bateman was an injury risk coming out of college. And then he came into the NFL and what happened? And when he's out there, he is a playable flex. And some weeks he will be a wide receiver too. When he's playable. The other guy, Odell Beckham, do I have to go through the laundry list? Do you really want me to? Because I'm not going to. And I know what you're saying, Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews. Now on the field, in the numbers, the targets, they all tell you what. Weeks 1 through 12, Mark Andrews, tied into. But let's not forget what position we are talking about. Tied into averaged 11 points per week. Tied in 1 is Travis Kelsey. He averages 18 points a week, guys. Tight ends aren't taking away that what you think they are. They're not taking away as much as you think they are. And I know they got a good offensive coordinator, which I will talk about in a second. And let's not forget, we look at Travis Kelsey as this model of consistency at the tight end position for health, for numbers, for everything. And I know Mark Andrews is only 27 years of age. Let's not forget what happens to people like Darren Waller, a top three tight end, unanimously every year. George Kittle, a top three tight end, unanimously every year. And then Rob Gronkowski, one of the greatest ever. When tight ends' bodies start to break down, guys, they break down quite quickly. So don't forget that part. I'm just letting you know, you have the chance to have a wide receiver one in his offense not a ranking, as in he's going to be wide receiver 10. A number one option in his offense with whatever you want to say about Lamar Jackson. He is an amazing quarterback. Talk about his playoff play. Are we looking at playoff play? Are we rating that in fantasy? I don't think so. Say whatever you will about him. He's the youngest MVP in NFL history. Yes, his deep throw accuracy has gotten worse. But I am not relying on him to throw deep and be accurate with that weird offense Greg Roman was running when everybody's running option routes. Okay, cool. Well, they went and got a new offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin. Hold my hand. Walk with me a little bit, okay? Last time he was in the NFL, Cleveland Browns. Who were the leading target getters? Oh, the slot receiver. Jarvis Landry, 138 targets with Odell getting 133 targets. 138 targets, over 80 catches, over 1,100 yards, six touchdowns. Before that, where was he? Tampa Bay. I'm a fan. I remember. Y'all don't even, y'all may not know who Adam Humphreys is. 
But in Todd Munkin's offense, he was a somebody. 80 catches, almost 900 yards. Then the same year, the emergence of a rookie Chris Godwin in the slot. No? 900 yards, 7 touchdowns. That's what we're looking at here. So all I'm saying is you have the potential to get a wide receiver one on his respective roster, a number one option at wide receiver in the 11th round, the 10th round. What's the worst that could happen? You end up going all RB and then you're playing this guy in the flex. So draft Zay Flowers in that 10th, 11th round. Number three, Romeo Dobbs from Green Bay. Offseason reports. Jordan Love, his go-to guy, Romeo Dobbs, had every two-minute drill with Romeo Dobbs. He's throwing to him four, five times in a two-minute drill. And let's not just push to the side that who was the guy that Aaron Rodgers really trusted the most and bigged up, gassed up in press conferences? Romeo Dobbs. That can't be just put to the side when a all-time legendary quarterback looks at this rookie who is not the guy like Christian Watson, who was drafted in the first round and goes, that's my guy. That cannot be ignored. And I know you're going to go to the numbers and look at the production, but you have to realize that offense was horrible last year, man. No chemistry. Aaron Rodgers doesn't go to OTAs, doesn't get any practice in with these receivers, has no trust. Jordan Love's been there the whole time throwing to these guys. That cannot be ignored. Matt LaFleur is not just going to turn into a bum offensive coordinator, offensive play caller. I know he's a head coach. But Romeo Dobbs is a great option, guys. Once again, late in the draft, he's a, he was a rookie last year. Wide receiver and corner, other than quarterback, are the hardest positions to adjust to in the NFL. Point blank, period. And I trust in this guy to get 5 to 10 targets every single week. You're looking at a guy who can get in the 10th, 11th, 12th round who's going to end up having over 100 targets at the end of the year. I'm all in on Romeo Dobbs late in draft, stash on the bench, and see what he does. Number four, a guy that, listen, I know it's a roll of the dice, but you're getting him in the 10th, 11th, 12th round. Elijah Moore. And I know you're going to go to last year and look at the numbers. Did you trust any of those wide receivers? I know Garrett Wilson was amazing when Mike White was in, but did you really trust any Jets? Like Tyler Conklin has his had his weeks. Garrett Wilson was balling when he had his weeks, and I am all in on Garrett Wilson. I think he's amazing. I'm just saying you didn't trust that offense in general. There were multiple weeks where they were not even scoring touchdowns, not getting in the red zone. They were winning, they were losing games 13 to 3, 10 to 3. That's what you were looking at, a, a terrible offense. And now I know your counterpoint to that is, is it getting that much better in Cleveland? Guys, you can judge Deshaun, Deshaun Watson all you want, and I'm not talking about personal character. You should definitely be judging his personal character, okay? I'm talking about on the field, man. Two-year layoff. Didn't get to practice with his team. Went from a dome to a tundra. Judge him all you want. I don't think a guy goes from a generational talent to a bum. I just, that's not in my heart. I can't see that. So I think there's going to be improvement at the quarterback position. I think he's going to get an opportunity to get the ball. He averaged one yard per route ran last year. One yard per route ran. No target share. No nothing. Didn't get the opportunity to show his talent. 
And last year, he was on everybody's sleeper list. You took him last year because you watched all the YouTube videos. You read all your articles. I love it. I try to stick with my own mind. I just look up articles for statistics, if that makes sense. He's on my sleeper list this year. He's on those late-round guys I love. And go look at the twos that are beside Amari Cooper. And I love wide receiver twos next to great route runners. Because for some reason, great route runners, which are usually elite wide receivers, always seem to let their number two go off. C.D. Lamb, what'd he do with Amari Cooper? Go back to Michael Crabtree. He made him worth drafting on the Ravens the next year. Go look at Michael Gallup. Go look at Donovan Peoples-Jones and how he benefited last year. I don't think that's a coincidence. I think you're looking at a guy who's going to get a lot more opportunity and you're going, well, you just brought up Donovan Peoples-Jones and look at what David Njoku did. Guys, I know you sat there and were freaking out about David Njoku because the tight end uh, position last year was horrific. Horrific. So you're popping off about a guy with four touchdowns. And not even 60 catches, man. That's all I'm saying. I think he's going to have opportunity. And if the opportunity comes and he doesn't produce, guess what? He's on your bench. And if the 11th round guy is starting for you, I hate to tell you, man, your team's screwed anyways. Number five, a guy going in the 7th or 8th round in most drafts to me has some of the Highest potential upside that you're going to draft as a flex wide receiver three. Cortland Sutton. And I know the guys that have drafted this guy in previous years, you're out on him. He's the guy that has scarred you. He is a guy that has scarred millions of fantasy players out there. But let's come back to the real world, right? We go after data. We don't go from our soul and our heart. Oh, we don't make decisions like that in fantasy. You can't. You just can't, okay? So let's go through this data. This is the good with Cortland Sutton. 11th in deep targets. Top 25 in red zone targets for an offense. How often did you see the damn Broncos in the red zone? I didn't see it often, but he was getting targets down there, no? Then Sean Payton goes in. And I have more data on Cortland Sutton. Sean Payton comes in. 16 years coaching. 10 top 10 offenses. He had Drew Brees. Okay, if that's your argument, stick with that. I don't care. Seven top five scoring offenses. He had Drew Brees. Fine, you can keep that argument. Do you think Russell Wilson, who is he compared to? Huh. Uh, uh, Drew, Drew Brees. And I'm not saying he's Drew Brees. I'm just saying that's who he's been compared to his whole career. But I trust in Russell Wilson. I was a guy who at the beginning of his career, because it's a fact, he was carried by that defense. He then showed us, nah, he can be a great quarterback and statistically be a great quarterback. Yes, the off-script stuff has kind of diminished, but that may come back with Sean Payton. You never know. The other data with Cortland Sutton, out of all his targets, 72% were catchable. That's 71st in the NFL. He was 16th in total route win rate. He was 12th in open rate. This guy's open. It just seems like that offense couldn't get it together with a first-year head coach, a quarterback in a new environment, not really being comfortable with his receivers yet. That's what I put that on. I don't put that on the talent of the roster because what did we project for the Broncos last year? High ceiling. I think that comes in this year. And even being 50th in yards per route, 
65th in fantasy points per route run. This guy still had a 23% target share, which is top 25. And you can get this guy in the seventh round. I personally would take Cortland Sutton as my wide receiver four or my flex play because I don't have kickers in my fantasy leagues. And if you do, man, newsflash, you're in a bum league. I'll have the fantasy guide come out after this video. All I'm saying is Cortland Sutton in the seventh to eighth round is a great value buy with high upside. And you can stash him on your bench or have him in your flex. Thank you guys for watching this video. Once again, if you love my content, go check out the channel. All right, that's all you have to do. Give me a like, give me a comment, subscribe, all that stuff. I do have an hour-long podcast. Go listen to that. Subscribe to me on Spotify. Subscribe to me on Apple Music. Download some podcasts. That helps me out. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I would love that. That really gets you in the algorithm. So once again, I appreciate you all. I love you all. I really do. I love you all. Even if you call me an idiot in the comments, I love you. And I'm going to roast your shit if you call me dumb in the comments. With that being said, I'm out. Deuce!